All right, good evening, everybody. Good evening, Rev. Aaron, Rev. Jim, Rev. Yale, Rev. Jonathan, Rev. Isaac Velvel. Okay, we're up to Daf Gimel of an Aleph, page 3a in Psachim. And we are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines from the top of the page. The last word on the line is Mesve. Mesve, that's a challenging question. Again, we're in the Machlaikas as to when we say Ar La Arba Osar. On the R of the 14th day, is that referring to nighttime to do Badikas Hametz or is it referring to daytime? <clears throat> so here we go. Zakta Gemara. Last word on the seventh line. 3A, Gimla Madal. Mesve. We're going to challenge this with a question from a Bryson. I would have thought that a Shlomim is allowed to be eaten on the R of the third day, Bidinhu. And we'll say that it's a Kavachaymer. We'll explain in a moment what's going on with this halacha of a shlamin. And we'll say that we have a Kavachaymer. When you have a Karban Zevach, referring to a Karban Taida, which you are not allowed to eat it the following day. You only have one day and one night. Yet by a Karban Shlamin, you have a day, night, day to eat it. Just like by the um, by the one day, okay, just like by the carbon taida, where we still allow the nighttime following the carbon to eat it. I would say the same thing would be true by a carbon shlamim that you'd have day night day night. The Torah says, On the day that your shlamim is brought, and on the next day, then whatever's left over is going to be nicer. It's going to be burned by. Which means it can only be eaten by day. You can't eat it on the R of the third day. Now, what does R mean over here? Night or day. You see, clear from a brisa. R is referring to nighttime following the second day of a carbon shlamim. Boom. We got a good riot. Says the Gemara, Yachalai, I think you sort of yad that the, anything left over after the day, you bind immediately at night. Vidinhu, and we'll say that it's a svara, it's a good logic, kind of a kavachaymer. Zvachim, nachalm, liyam, vilay lechad, madoch, just like a zeva. That you have a day and a night to eat it, strict. Ushlom, nachalm, liyam, vilay lechad, and a shlom, you got day, night, day, you got two days and one night. Malalan, take of lachilas reifa. Just like by the shlamim, you bur- you point it immediately. Afkan, think of the Sreifa. So too by the shlamim, the halacha should be that you got to point it at night following the second day. Talmud Laimar, on that the Pesach responds, no, because the Pesach says, Whatever is left over from the Korban Shlomim on the third day, which teaches us, that by day, whatever's left over of day, so uh, you, you only burn things by day. When, when, when hitting daytime, if it comes nicer, then you burn it by day. However, when things, when things become, go into overtime, when things become nicer at night, you still wait till the following day until you burn it. Now the Gemara says, here's the bottom line. Why am I bringing in this whole brisa in Psachim? What does this have to do with Badikas Chomets? From this that we said, 
that ah, you should be allowed to also eat it on the R of the third day. Alma or orto You see that we're using the word or to be referring to nighttime. We taka would have a good proof again that or la arba osar that the oir of the fourteenth day is nighttime. Okay, good riot. Here we go. Toshmang, come and listen. First wide line on the page. Rav David for joining us. We are up to the first wide line on Gimel Abedal. Toshmang, come and listen. There's seven bruches of Shmona Esrei plus the Vidoi. Let's explain something. Every single Shmona Esrei. What is Shmona Esrei? Literally means 18. We really don't have any Shmona Esreis that have 18 brachas, by the way. So it's interesting that we call it Shmona Esrei. Because even a weekday Shmona Esrei has 19 brachas. Right? Because we have the added bracha of Alamashinim. So even a weekday bracha has got 19 blessings. But we call it Shmonesri. Or it's otherwise known as the Amida. That, the tefillah that, with, uh, which we stand up for. Okay. Be it as it may. Every Amida, every Shmonesri, starts with the same three bruches. Mogan Avram, Nechayim Mason, Atakudish. And it ends with the last three. Amachsir Shkinosei Vitziyayin. All right? So every Shemayin Esrei is going to have the same three and the last. The only difference between the Amidas that we have during different times of the year is how many blessings, besides for the words, right? But how many bruches are going to be in the middle? So if you think about it, a regular Shabbos Shemayin Esrei is going to have a total of seven. You have the first three, you have Mekadesh Shabbos, and then the last three. There's going to be one extra bracha. During the weekday, in a standard weekday Shemayin Esrei, you'll have the extra um, 12, uh, 13, sorry, do the math properly, 19 minus 6, yeah? you have a different 13 in the middle. This Bryce is telling us that on, on Yom Kippur, so, Ar Shalyaim on the Ar of Yom Kippur, you know what the, the structure of Yom Kippur Shmona Esrei is? It is Ar Shalyaim Kippur, you can have seven brachas plus Vidui, right? We say the Vidui at the end. Shachris, Yom Kippur in the Morgen, Mispalo Sheva Mesvade, we also have seven bruchas and we say Vidui, but Mosaf, Mispalo Sheva Mesvade, Oichit, and Mosaf also, you got seven, but Mincha on Yom Kippur. So then you dive in a, it's called an abridged Shmona Esrei, which the Gemara and Brochus describes us how to do it. But and that's the breakdown. Rav Hanina Gamliel says, in the name of his Avaisov, of his ancestors. Mispalo Shmoyna Asr Shlemus. No, Matsyum Kippur, Yedavin, a full Shmoyna Esrei. Mepeshit Zorah Chlemer, Abdullah B'chayna Das. Because the abridged version of Shmoyna Esrei, you're not going to be able to say, Atachayna Antuni. You're not going to say, Atachayna Tanu. And therefore, since it's important to say, Atachayna Tanu, Matsyum Kippur. So you say the whole thing. Okay. Now, Alma, you see from here, R is Orta. Because look at the Brisa, what did it say? On the R of Yom Kippur, you have seven brachas. 
On the morning of Yom Kippur, you also have seven brachas. Hello, if R is morning, what do you mean? By the R you make seven, and in Shachras you make seven. Vice dice. Must be that R is referring to the night before. So you see that R is referring to the night. Shmamina. So you talk here from this again. Nacharai. Another proof that R is referring to nighttime. Okay. Says the Gemara, I'll bring you another proof that R is nighttime. Tashmang. Come and listen over here. The Tani Debe Shmuel, they learned in the Yeshiva of Shmuel. Lele Arba Asar. The night of Yud Dalid Nisan, the 40th day of Nisan, Bayukin is a Chomets to Araner. We check for Chomets to Araner, Alma R or Tohu. You see from here that R is a nighttime expression. Says the Gemara, okay. It's got to be night. There ain't nothing to talk about. That's clear. So why is it even a Machoikis? Interesting. I want to point something out. Usually, when you have a machlekes and we prove one side wrong, we move on in life. Bye. You're wrong. R is nighttime. Boom. Over here, it's very interesting. There's a few observations which are not standard in Gemara, and that is usually when we upslug, when we uproot, bust up, as they'll say in English, one month yamra, we say tiyufta. Bye. Have a nice day. Tiyufta, you're upslugged, we're moving on in life. Over here, every time we bring a raya, every time we bring a proof that R is nighttime and not day, we don't just say, oh, Tiyufta must be wrong. We like keep going. We say, oh yeah, and by the way, here's another brysa. And by the way, here's another brysa. And here's another brysa. Why, why, why do you keep going? Why? Didn't we already prove that R is nighttime? So this is the observation. Keep reading and you'll see why. As my father, Zechariah Nebrach, would tell me when he was my uh, and he was teaching me in twelfth grade, I would ask a kasha that was coming up soon in the Gemara. He would say, "Your problem is you didn't learn shas yet." Zog the Gemara weiter, <laughs> and then like three lines later, the Gemara answered my question. Right? So here we go. It says the Gemara like this: Alabain Rav Huna, Obain Rav Yehuda, Ella. Rather, whether we're following Rav Huna or Rav Yehuda, really everybody agrees. The Kuliyama or Ortahu. You know what? Everybody's of the opinion. Even Rav Huna, that R is referring to nighttime. What? Rav Huna said on that base, it's morning, it's the day. Not you, he doesn't say morning, he says, your mama, it's the day. Says Gamar Nova, like Pligi, there's no machlaikas in the first place. That's why we didn't bust anybody up. Like Pligi, no machlaikas. Marki Asrei, you Marki Asrei. Asrei, Rav Huna, Karinagi, where Rav Huna came from, they called the nighttime, they, they called it R, they called it light. In the city of Yehuda, they called it night. What's going on here? The Gemara is about to take us on a beautiful tangent. I'm not going to call it a tangent. It's not really a tangent, but a beautiful agadita. Beautiful message. Why in the world would R mean night? What? R means night? What? Says the Gemara, Yes. Yes, it's very important for a Yid to not use strong words. I want to introduce the next step with a short story they say about the Chazan Ish. Just an, an incident, not even a story, just a little incident. Somebody came to the Chazan Ish and was talking about 
a friar guy who uh, was trying to mach shtick with the with the entire world. And the guy said, "The guy's a shakran. The guy's a liar." Chazanish says, "You don't have to call him a shakran. Just say he doesn't tell the truth." Why don't you call him a chakra? Why don't you use such a strong word, a chakra? Just say the guy doesn't tell the truth. You don't need to, like, you don't have to like, get so. Says the Gemara, the Tana di Don, my time would like a Tani Lele. If, so, so what's going on here? If R means night, so why don't you just say Lila? Call it night. Says the Gemara, it's an important message. The Tana wanted to use a ma'uladika word, a elevated word, a tiradika expression, a lighter expression. Not that, not such a heavy expression. And like the teaching of Rabbi Shuv and Levi, Dom Rabbi Shuv and Levi, Rabbi Shuv and Levi would say, A person shouldn't have a foul mouth. A person shouldn't let Dover Maguna. Base words leave his mouth. The Torah chooses to change eight whole letters. The Torah doesn't change anything. The Torah chooses to change eight whole letters so as not to say anything that's like terrible, like harsh words. When Nayak was taking his animals into the Teva, it says he took the Tahar animals. And the non-Tahar animals. Why doesn't it just say the Tameh animals? He took he took uh, seven Tahar and two Tameh. Instead of saying seven Tahar and two Tameh, it says he took seven Tahar and two that are not Tahar. Use the word Tameh. No. No. It's more refined. It's more refined not to. And by the way, we find this throughout Shas. Find this throughout Shas. As a way of example, every morning in Shachas, we say, Baruch Sha'amar Bahaya Ailam. As it was Baruch who said, and the world was to be. Words create things. Words create things. Whenever the Gemara, not whenever, but very often, when the Gemara talks about something that happens to Klal Yisrael, bad, it talks about Sainayim Shal Yisrael, the enemies of Klal Yisrael. It doesn't want to say something bad about God. The Gemara is saying, we're referring to nighttime, but nighttime like represents like darkness. Something that's not. Mm. So therefore the Tana chooses to say Arlar It's hinting to us, it's like a refined word. That's the Gemara's answer here. Even Ravuna who says, Yeah, this is beautiful. Well, even Ravuna who says that R is your mama, he's also just using a refined expression. He doesn't want to say, he doesn't want to give off any negative connotations. Fascinating. And we're going to get into this now the importance of using pure expressions and not uttering heavy words that are that are uh, that are not tyridic. Rav Papa Amar Rav Papa says Tesha it's not eight letters that the Torah changed in order to be used a use a more refined speech Nine letters, as it says, there'll be a person who's not Tahar because of something that happened that night. We know what happened that night, yeah? The guy had a seminal emission, but instead it says, something happened that night. Figure it out. 
probably got to say, you have to figure that out. You don't need to be so direct. Avina Amar Eser, Vi, there's a Vav, the Tahar. And the word Tahar, it could have written it Teshei Reish. It could have written it Chaser, lacking, because it's not a, it doesn't need to be, uh, that word doesn't have to be in the first place. Since there's a Vav, there's 10 extra words. And this is a major Chiddush. The Torah doesn't give anything extra, but get, the Torah purposely arrives like this to give up this message. There are 16 extra words in the Torah to teach us to be careful with our expressions. As it says, Ki Umar Mikrehu Bilti Tarhu Ki Lai Tahar. He says something happened. He's not Tarhu because he didn't go to the Migli yet. Doesn't say, oh, something come may happen. Say, he's not Tarhu, he didn't go to the Migli yet. Don't worry. Just move on. Yeah? Okay. All that was brought down to teach us the importance of changing around our expression so as not to have to utter certain things. Listen to these further examples. Beautiful. Prince always use a Lushnikia, a clean tongue. By the case of a Zav, it calls a, a when you're sitting on something and it, it, something you sit on gets gets tamezav, yeah. So you're sitting when a man is sitting on the we'll call it the saddle. It says he's riding on the saddle. By a woman, doesn't say she's riding the saddle. It says she's sitting on it. She's sitting on it. More of a refined expression when it comes to a woman, okay. And as we know from last week's parsha, when Rivka comes to greet Yitzchak, she's on the camel. She's sitting sideways. She had both legs, both of her feet, on uh, on the same side. Also, it says you should choose um, the the tongue of those who are those who are wise. My my svasayim, my lips are talking in a very clean fashion. My vaimer, what do you? What's this added? What's this pasuk adding in? What's the added message? Because a person might say, "All right, in the Torah you use refined expressions." No, Now, when it comes to derabanan, uh, so you don't need to be. You know, it's like a lower level of Kedusha, so to speak. People might think, Rashi explains it. Lower level of Kedusha. So the Torah, the highest level of Kedusha, is going to be, uh, have a Lush and Naki. But uh, there are Bonin already. No, humans are humans. No. Toshma. Smart people. Smart people are careful with their words. If you're going to say, oh, okay, the Torah's got to be careful, the Rabbana need to be careful, but a little old Tenlu, what am I, you know, come on. Come on, me, I need to be careful with my words, come on. Things have nothing to do with Torah. Maybe not. My lips are constantly speaking in a Lashenaki, constantly speaking in a elevated and refined way, meaning in any course of conversation, there are certain words just stay away from, certain expressions stay away from. Ubi Isha likes it, but Merkav says the Gemara, is it true that by a woman we don't call it that she's riding because that's like a heavy expression? Instead, it, it says she's sitting. What do you mean? Voksiv, it says, at the Rivka got up and they rode on the Gemal, they rode on the, they rode on the camels, the, the, the puzzle I just mentioned. Awesome, we should reduce the Gemal. Okay. 
when they got to until they got to Yitzchak, that's because the, the, the they actually sat like in a riding uh, uh, style because they didn't want to fall off. Okay, and therefore Orchel, that, that's uh, that's normal. That's normal. I says the Gemara of Aksiv Yikach Meishas Ishtoi Vesbanov Ayakim Alachamar. Moshe took his wife and kids, and he had them all ride on top of the donkey, even referring to his wife. And for the Gemara, awesome, Mishum, Banab, Orcho. Yeah, because he's including his wife with his kids, so therefore it's not, a, it's not like a, an issue to talk about his wife with that expression either. It says elsewhere that um, Abigail's husband had rebelled against David HaMelech, and uh, she wanted to go plead in front of David HaMelech, so she was riding on the donkey. We see that the that in Nach, you find the word riding by a woman. It says the Gemara, That also is okay, because she was going out at night. Night is a very dangerous time, and she had to she had to you know ride the animal in the same fashion as a man. And if you're going to say, no, that, that's not enough. That's not enough a reason to ride like that. All right, but she was scared of it. She was coming in front of the Melech. Yeah, so, you know, she could have fell off if she wasn't, like, locked in uh, on the donkey properly. Maybe she was going up mountains, and that made it harder. Either way, either way, no matter how you want to spin it, it's using this word because it's necessary. It's using the word rachav by the woman because it's necessary to teach us an added idea that's happening here. But otherwise, they wouldn't use the word rachav. They would use the word yashav to sit. Okay. Says the Gemara, one second. We gave a bunch of examples before that the Torah says, oh, Nayach brought into his teva, the tahar animals, the non-tahar animals. We didn't want to call them tamay. We just wanted to say they're not tahar. Come on, says the Gemara. But orta me like sif tamei. Really, you never find the word tamei in the Torah. <laughs> you find the word tamei all over the Torah. It's everywhere. Says the Gemara. Here's the word. Whenever they give off the same thing, whenever it's the same message given over, mishtoi belashenikia. So then you use the more refined type of tongue language. But if it's going to be much longer, then we're going to use the more bekitzer, the the more uh, the the shorter and more direct dika uh, words. Like Rav Huna says in the name of Rav, a person should always teach things without sharing too much information at once. Yeah, get to the point. Yeah, you take a long road. Get, get to the point what Tavidim need to know. Whenever both the Lashanaki and the Nanaki, meaning Tomei and not Tar expression, are the same, are we going to say to use the more Bakavadik, the more respectful um, expression? Riding on a donkey and sitting on a donkey are. Same thing, same words. You're not adding much. And it still says at times, which we said is not as refined as Yosheves. 
use your Shevis. If it's equal, you should have said your Shevis. Gemara says, Rechevas Ksiv, it's spelled Resh Chaf Vez Saf instead of Yudvav Shin Vez Saf. And therefore, there would be an extra Vav. Hence, the Rochevas is a shorter amount of letters. There's less letters. And that's why, in those circumstances, we're going to allow the less refined word to be used. Hanu Trey Talmud to have a Yasvi Kamid Rav. There were two Talmudim, two students, sitting in front of Rav. Chadomar one says, Shavitin I Shmaitzei Kedover Acher Misachin. Ooh, man, first Seder in Yeshiva. Mm. I feel like a Dover Acher. I feel like a P.I.G. H.O.G. That's what I feel like. Ooh, I'm so I'm so knocked out. Chadomar another one says, Yeah, it was a tiring shear. Shavitin I Shmaitzei Kedi Misachin. Yeah, I feel like a goat that just ran around. Rab referred to re- refused to ever talk to that guy. I don't know if it means then, for a week, for a month, not sure. <laughs> okay. But uh Rab wouldn't talk to him. He does he's not talking to somebody who's who, who says oh. there were two students sitting in front of Hill of Khadminayu Rabbi Yachim and Zakai, one of them was Rabbiachim and Zakai. Framila Kamid the Rebbe, some sitting in front of Rabbi Khadminayu Rabbiachan, and one was Rabbiachim, Khadam Rabne Bob bites in Batara. Why do you got to cut down grapes with things that are tar? But you don't need to cut down olives with, with uh, utensils that are tar. Why do you got to harvest grapes while it's tar? But you're allowed to harvest uh, olives in tumma. So the first guy said, when it's not tar. Another one said, but Omar. So um, Hillel says, I know about the first Talmud. He's going to become a Paisik in Klal Yisrael. That's how careful he is with his words. He's going to be a Paisik. And just a short while later, he became one of the biggest Paisikim. became a big Paisik in Klal Yisrael. There were three Kehanim. Uh, they were they were eating bread from uh, lechem aponim, okay. So one of them says, um, you know, I, I have bread like a pile. I have bread like a bean. I got bread like an olive. Oh man, mine was the was the size of the tail of a creepy crawly creature, type of. Uh, um, a lata'a. Um, how are we translating this? I have a lizard. A lizard. Okay. Just go ahead. I'm, I'm uh, eating a piece uh, like like the tail of a lizard. Botku akharam. So they, uh, what's he talking like? What are you talking about lizards for when it comes to food? Like, what's he doing? So Botku Akharov, they, they looked into his midas, they checked after him. Umatsu Shemetz Psul. And they found this taka something wrong with him. Yeah, he wasn't really a Kayan. He's there's something wrong with the with the parents' marriage, a Gansazach, a prohibited relationship. And uh, they found something wrong. Says the Gemara, but we learned in a Mishnah. Once somebody is fit to work in the Mizbeach, he stopped looking. 
Yeah, you're right. So it's not that we looked into the Shemetz Psul, like, oh, oh, like, oh, we looked into previous Dairis. Rather, it was a Shachatz Psul, yeah? Which means that he had a terrible Midas. Terrible Midas. He was, uh, people, uh, um, he, he he put down the Avaida. He didn't consider the holy things to be holy. Listen, usually if a Kayin says he's a Kayin, you're allowed to give him a client. The guy walks into shul. I say, you're Kayan Levi Yisrael. The guy says, Kayan. They're going to say, show me your certificate. Okay, you're a Kayan. <laughs> Fine, you know, you believe a guy. That's it, you know. You're a Levi, you're a Levi. You're Yisrael, you're Yisrael. That's it. But, you don't have to look into him. But all of a sudden, uh, 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 some Svara, uh, some logic comes up that tells me to look into the guy's background, Peseda. So now you look into the guy's background. So over here, where he talked about the lizard tail, so he caused himself, he forced us to go look into his lineage, and that's Taka why uh, they were they were halachically allowed to go look into his background and find this psal. Okay. Period. Hahu armo'o. Beautiful story here. There's an often quoted story. There was a guy from Aram that would go to Yerushalayim and eat the Psachim Omar, and he once was showing off. And he says, Anybody without a bris milo is not let from the carbon Pesach. Oh boy, do I get the best steaks of the carbon Pesach. Ooh, delish. Showing off. He put on a strimal and a gartel and he went to Yerushalayim and he pretended to be a Yid. He spoke Yiddish. Omar there, Rebutah Ben Becerra. says to him, Oh, you think you're so cool? Yeah, you get the best steaks? Miko Sofale Ma'alya? Devrik Divi, the fat Kishmaka tail? Omar Lei Lai? No, no, no. Kishalik Lahosa, Memus Vili says, you think get the good stuff there? That's the joke. You got to taste the tail of a carbon Pesach. Next time you go, you really want to show off. Mm, get the tail. Kisolik Next time he goes, he says, give me the tail. They said, nobody eats the tail. That goes up on the Mizbech. Who told you to ask for the tail? The big rabbi. A beautiful Messiah. He told me to ask for it. Amru, man, hi, come on. To come on. What? What? What's going? What's going on in front of us? <laughs> what's going on here? The Gadol Adar is telling him to ask for the tail. What's going on? Bucky Basrei. Yes, sir. Something's up. They searched after him. It turns out the guy is not even joyish. Vukatlu, and they had him killed. And they sent it to Rabbi Ben Becerra. Shalom, Lach Rabbi Yehuda Ben Becerra. Shkayach to you. Peace. Da'at ben Tzivim umetzudosach perusa birushalayim. You are in Tzivim, but your tzayid, your trappings, continue all the way up till Yerushalayim. Your wisdom of how to get messages sent around Klal Yisrael. Um, and your dastaira and your ability to gain clarity for us is greatly appreciated. 
of Kahana Cholash of Kahana got sick. Shajura Bonda Vishua Braider Avidi, Rabona Sati Vishua Braider Avidi, Amri Lay, they said to him, Zobadik Maidine, go find out what's going on with Rav Kahana. Also, Ashkedanoch Navshei, he comes in, Rav Kahana was already Nifter. Kare the Levushei, so he tore Creole. And then he turned his shirt around. Says Rashi, why? He tore Kriya because he knows, he saw the mace, and he's a Talmud. But he didn't want anybody else to know right away. Yeah? You don't, you don't spread the... You, you, don't, you don't shock people with words. You don't shock people with words. There was a guy, a guy, who dedicated his life to taking care of his mother and his cat. May have told you this one. He dedicated his life to care of his mother and his cat. Never left him. All right. He has a brother, Phil. Phil. Phil says, listen, bro, you need a break. Go take a vacation. He says, I can't. I got to take care of mom. I got to take care of the cat. What's going to happen? Phil says, listen, I'll take care of mom and the cat. You go to Florida. Get out of here. You need a week vacation. You've been you've been doing this for 35 years. You, you, you got to go uh, meet some other people, you know? He says, fine. He books him a goes down to Florida. Phil. Moves in with mom and the cat. The first day, the brother calls home. Phil answers the phone. He says, new Phil. How are things going? He says, I got to tell you, the cat died. So the cat died? He's like, I, I apologize. I mean, uh, you know, he, he just ran out of the house, ran into the street, got run over by a car. So this guy's mom is too broken. He's broken. He says, Phil, 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 you can't do that to me. You can't do that. You can't just tell me... Uh, the, the cat died. It's too big of a shock. You gotta see. You gotta break the news slowly. You gotta feel. You know, first, you say, you know, I ask you, how's the cat? You say the cat's up on the roof. You know, I'll get it down, and then the next day, you know, you'll uh, you'll tell me that you couldn't get it down, and the next day you'll say maybe it fell down and it didn't make it. You gotta break the news slowly. It says Bob Seder, no problem, no problem. Is I here? You're right. Okay. They hang up the phone. Next day, calls back. He says, all right, no, Phil, how's mom? She's up on the roof. <laughs> She's up on the roof. All right? So <laughs> he went to visit. Uh, uh, he went to visit Rav Kahan. Rav Kahan had passed away. So he tore Korea. And he didn't want everybody to, to see so fast, Rashi says. He didn't want to shock them as to what happened. He didn't want to break the news slowly. So he tore Kriya, he turned his shirt around. But he was crying. Is Rav Kahan is not here with us anymore. I'm not like coming, I'm not saying nothing. A person who, say, who says bad news is a ksil, is, uh, is foolish. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want those words to leave my mouth. Again, what's the point? Another another story of just being, not wanting to have like negative words come out of one's mouth, and you can still get the point across in other ways, in softer ways. Vaita. Yechanan chaku ko'o nofak l'kiryoso. Yechanan of chaku ko'o went to the kirya. Went to the cities, Kiyosa, in the fields around the city, Kiyosa, Amulei. When he came back, they said to him, 
Chitim nasu yafois. No. How's the how's the crops doing? How's the wheat? Is it good? Gishmaka stuff this this uh, this season. Amar lahem. He says soirin nasu yafois. The barley's doing fine. Amulei. Say you vasir the suz lachamir. We don't eat barley. We don't eat barley. That's for the animals. The barley, the teven, the straw, that's for the animals. So the Gemara says, When Yechanan came back, instead of telling them that the wheat was terrible, he said the barley is good. Right? He didn't want to say the wheat is terrible. He wanted them to understand. The Gemara says, okay, so what should he have said? The Gemara says, here's what could have happened. He could have said, they said, no, how's the wheat? He could have said, last year the wheat was great. Last season was Inami, Or he could have said, that Adoshim, which Rashi explains, is more of a human food, that's great. Again, same idea, same concept of not giving out uh, expressions that aren't you know that uh, that aren't refined and uh, and elevated. Top of tomorrow's daf, Dalad Amar Aleph. Rav Barachua de Rav Chia, Rav the nephew of Rav Chia, Ubar Achte, and also the niece, uh, the the nephew of Rav Chia's uh, sister, Kisolik Lahasam, when they went there to Israel, Amalei Ibukayim. He said, no, is Ivu, um, who's his father, alive? My mother's doing well. He says, uh, how's your mother doing? So he says, is Ivu even alive? So, when he heard that both husband and wife had passed away, he says, He says, remove my shoes, I have to sit shiva. And follow me to the base ha-merchutz. Okay? Now, um, Rashi explains the reason why he said this, because he wanted to teach his Talmud Mahalacha, that since this was a while later after the death, so the full halachas of shiva don't apply for the entire seven days. You only mourn for one day. Okay? And there's certain halachas that do apply, certain halachas. He was teaching me, he was teaching them the halachas of a person who finds out a while later that their family member had um, had passed away. Shmami no tlas. You see from the story three things. Shmami no avalasa minilas asandal. You see from here that a person in mourning not let wear leather shoes. You see that when you find out later on, more than 30 days later, it was only a one-day shiva. And you also hear that even that one day, all you need is all you need is part of the day. Let's just get to the colon over here, right? Let's get to two dots. There was a person um, who would say, his like his regular expression was, Dunu Dini. All right? Um, he says, uh, let, let's take this to Bezdin. He would always say, let's take this to Bezdin. Amri Shmamino Midakasi. 
They said this guy must be from Shevet Don. Don is always the one who's going for judgment. There's a person who would go around and say, Sisni Birasa at the uh, on the beach, yeah, at the edge of the ocean, I'm gonna build a big palace. Okay? I love the beach. I love the beach. Turns out he's from Shevet Zavulun. Zavulun is going to live by the ocean. Okay, we're now at the two dots, and uh, we're at the colon about 10, 11 lines down on Dalar Amar Aleph. The Ezra Hashem tomorrow, same time, same place. We'll uh, we'll pick up from uh, from this location. Get the Nacht, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful night.